Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow, great to see you again. Critics agree, Loki season two is marvelous, great, and it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two, now streaming only on Disney+. How are you now? How are you now? Uh, my guess, if like me, you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, uh, you're probably not doing so good right now. If, on the other hand, you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, you're probably feeling pretty smug, uh, feeling pretty good, because uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs defeat the Montreal Canadiens by a score of 5-1 to one to even up the series at one game apiece, heading back to Montreal. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast presented by Habs Eyes on the Prize. My name is Matt Drake, and as mentioned, I'm not feeling so great right now. Uh, that could have gone better. That definitely could have gone better. And, you know, to be fair, it did go better for 20 minutes. The Habs played 20 minutes of very good hockey. They were right there with the Leafs. It was 1-1 after 1. Um, and then it all went to hell, and it went to hell fast in the second period. Um, there's quite a bit to touch on. Um, I guess the best thing to do is to try and start with something positive, and the biggest positive that I can think of, really almost the only positive I can think of of that game, uh, Jesperi Kakanyemi, he who opened the scoring, looked fantastic. He looked ready to go. Um, I was one of the people that I didn't really understand why they didn't put him in for game one, it was a pretty big issue, and uh, he clearly made a statement in this game that he should have been there in Game 1. Um, obviously, they got it done without him, but at this point, he has clearly solidified the fact that he is a playoff performer for this team. They're going to have to keep him in the lineup uh, for the next two games uh, in Montreal, and I think he was easily the player of the game for the Habs. Not sure who else you could possibly pick, not that there's a lot of options, but a, a good sign at the very least. Uh, one silver lining that you can take from that game was his performance. I mean, if he can come like that uh, every game for the rest of the series, it's a good addition. It's definitely something that's going to help them, and it's the precise reason why a lot of people were upset that he was left out of the lineup in the first place. So, you know, a good showing from him, definitely something that we hope he can replicate, but again, that's about the only positive that you can take from that as a Habs fan looking at that game because once they got into the second period, it went terribly. I mean, you look at the Leafs tying goal in the first period. That one, not a whole lot you can do about it. The ref, Eric Furlat, got in the way of uh, 
Arturi Lekkinen's attempt to put it around behind the net. Um, but you can't get too mad at the ref for that because it was at the end of a very long presence inside the Montreal zone. So they have to be better at clearing their zone. They can't let Toronto have you know, a minute and a half of zone time. Eventually, they've got somebody who's going to burn you. So as much as I want to just blame Eric Furlat for that goal for getting in the way because he was in bad position, at the same time, it's hard to completely put the blame on him when they allowed themselves to be hemmed in their own zone for like two minutes. And at the end of the day, uh, really, that wasn't the problem in this game anyways. It wasn't where they lost the game. They lost the game in the second period. I thought that after game one, they had a problem with the long change. Because in game one, they didn't look very good in the second period either. In game two, it had a lot less to do with the long change and a lot more to do with the fact that they were on the penalty kill for almost the entire period. They took four penalties and we're going to get into those. But it started with, uh, you know, a pretty bad rebound. Not a horrible rebound by Carey Price, but it lands directly on the stick of Austin Matthews. And he did what he does best other than looking like a extra from Miami Vice that got fired for drinking all the hand sanitizer. And he scored. I mean, if you put a rebound to him in the middle of the slot, he's he's going to put it in. Uh, especially when you got the goaltender moving side to side like that. That's going to happen. It wasn't very surprising to see him get one, uh, considering that he managed to go uh, as many shots as he did in the first game without scoring. But that's where the officials kind of took over the period. I felt like the officiating wasn't necessarily bad in terms of what they were calling because the calls they made against Montreal, for the most part, were pretty fair calls to make. My issue was more with the fact that they weren't calling anything whatsoever against the Leafs. I mean, you look at the Gallagher penalty, that was definitely a high stick. He hit, I think, Justin Hall, I could be wrong about that, but hit him up in the visor uh, in a scrum in front of the Leafs net. Can't do that, obviously. I don't think it needed to be called because it was two guys that were going up against each other, but uh, it's... You know, a scrum in front of the net, if you do that, there's a good chance you're going to get called. It's not a glaring error by the officials to make that call because it's fair to make. The one that I had an issue with was the slashing call against Arturi Lekkonen because the broadcast didn't even seem to be able to find that one. So as far as I'm concerned, that was a phantom call. I didn't see any slash. The only slash I saw was uh, it looked like Ben Sherratt took a whack at, I think, Jason Spetch's stick. At the end of that same play, I think it was Spezza, I'm, I'm not positive, but it was a whack on the stick and he didn't break the stick. So I, I felt like maybe they were trying to call Sherratt and they just called it on Lekkonen. But if that's what they were trying to call, it's absolutely not a penalty. You're allowed to go hands over hands on a guy in front of the net and try to stop him from getting a loose puck, which is precisely what Sherratt was doing. And then you had the cross-checking call on Jesperi Kakanyemi. Um, again, he's still my player of the game, but that one was definitely well-deserved. He broke his stick, uh, cross-checking Morgan Riley in the arm. Uh, so, you, again, can't do that. Definitely a fair call to make, and that was the one where the Habs ended up getting burned. So, again, I don't want to sit here and blame the rest for the loss, but my issue was more with the fact that they weren't calling anything on Toronto. Uh, Tyler Toffoli got butt-ended uh, right in the chest, off a face-off, so the ref is right there uh, standing at the other face-off circle watching the play happen. I, I don't know how he misses it. 
Um, Kakanyemi himself got boarded by Zach Hyman later in the period, and they just didn't call it. It was right in the numbers, about two feet off the boards, put his face into the boards. I, I don't know how that doesn't get called. So again, my issue is not necessarily with the calls that the officials made, because the calls they made were mostly okay, mostly very fair to make. My issue was they weren't calling anything on the other end. So when you get it one-sided like that, it's it's hard not to say, okay, well, things maybe could have been different. But at the same time, the, the Habs, after the first period, didn't look very good at 5-on-5. Five five. And I mentioned how the Habs got burned on the Kakanyemi penalty. Their fourth penalty of that period was the result of the most absurd, ridiculous, and stupid challenge that I've ever seen since the NHL instituted the challenge rule allowing coaches to challenge goals for goaltender interference. Uh, Dominique Ducharme asked for a review because he felt that Joe Thornton had interfered with Carey Price. Now, Joe Thornton did get his stick in there and look to have touched Carey Price, but by the time he touched him, the puck was already in the net. Anybody who has watched enough NHL hockey since that rule has been instituted would have known with one quick replay that that was not going to get overturned. There was not enough there for them to take back the call that they already made on the ice, and I have no earthly idea what Zusham thought he was doing challenging that goal. Now, to be fair, we're not 100% positive that Zusham actually made that call. It seemed, and the broadcast even picked up on this as well from the replays, that it may have come from Marc Bergevin, that the general manager may have called down, uh, got somebody to radio down and told him, hey, you need to challenge this because we felt like it was interfered with. Um, but I don't know what replay they were looking at where they thought they were going to have success there. And then they go down a man again as a result of that. Luckily, Toronto didn't score on it, but at the end of the day, it didn't end up mattering. But I just do not understand how you make that challenge call in the middle of the game, in the middle of the second period, on a goal that only put you down 3-1. to one. At that point, you're down two goals. So it's either you don't believe that your team can score two goals and come back with half the game left to play or you really thought that that was going to get overturned i could understand making that challenge like late in a third period when you know it's your kind of last ditch effort to maybe save a a 3-1 goal from counting when there's i don't know a minute left on the clock but when you do it in the middle of the second period it Again, either they thought that they were going to get that overturned for real, in which case they don't know what they're looking at, or they don't believe they didn't believe that they were going to be able to score two goals, and that ended up being the case. But not a great vote of confidence in your team if you're going to make that challenge at that point in the game on that play. It there was no chance that was going to get overturned, and you know, of course, it didn't, and they went to the box again. And against a team like the Leafs, I said this after game one, if you give them a bunch of opportunities on the power play, eventually they're going to burn you. And they did in this game, and they will continue to do that if they continue to get those opportunities. So the Habs have to do something. If the refs are going to continue to call the games these ways, they have to ratchet up their discipline. You know, Keep the sticks tight and understand that you have now a two-game frame of reference to work with. So you know what's going to be called, what isn't going to be called, and play within that. 
don't give the Leafs opportunities that they appear to now have figured out how they can cash in on. Which brings me to the last penalty that I want to um, have a quick word on, and that was Shea Weber's in the third period, which the Leafs cashed in on. Shea Weber took a perfectly clean hit in the corner. He got hit clean. He didn't like it. He got up, turned around, and decided to throw a tantrum and throw a cross check. And, I mean, to no one's surprise, of course, the Leafs managed to cash in on that one as well. You cannot have that from your captain. Your captain absolutely cannot be turning around, throwing those cross checks. I understand the frustration. I, I appreciate it. Because the refs were missing quite a few things that Toronto was doing. But the hit that Weber took was not one of those things. It was not a punishable offense. There's no way you're getting a penalty for that. He just didn't like it. And if you're the leader of this team, you cannot be throwing a tantrum because you took a hit. At the end of the day, this is hockey. You're going to get hit. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you're the most respected player on the planet. You're going to take hits. You can't decide, oh, I don't like being hit, so I'm just going to throw a cross check every time I, I happen to get hit. That's not the way this works, and definitely not the way this works in the playoffs. So he's going to have to rein in some of his pride or whatever it is, because the Habs absolutely cannot afford to have him taking those penalties. They can't afford to have him off the ice most of the time. He's pretty important to this team. Certainly, it's very important to this team to not be down a man against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, I, I think he needs to go maybe have a meeting with Dominique Schaum and talk about what it is that he can do to get over uh, some of that anger that he has when he happens to get hit clean. Because it, that can't happen again. That happened in a game that they were already pretty much out of. So, it's kind of a wash. But if he does that exact same thing in a 2-1 game or in a 1-1 game in the third period, you know, it's going to hurt the team way more than that one did. That one obviously put the game out of reach, but it it kind of felt like the game was out of reach before that even happened. So I, I don't want to sit here and just dump on Weber for that, but it it's not something that you want to see. It's definitely not something that you want uh, to have him thinking is okay to do. He's got to be better. He's just got to be better. Other than that, you know, try to end this on some positive notes. What did I like? It wasn't much to like. I, I did like them pulling the goaltender with, you know, six minutes to go in the third period. I think when you're down 4-1, there's very little difference between 4-1 and 5-1 with that much time left. So it, it it's a smart decision to take your shot because you never know. I mean, if you're going to do a miracle comeback... It starts with one. You might as well give it a shot, pull the goalie early, do it, and see if you can generate something. They didn't, but you know the 5-1 goal makes zero difference. Whether this ends 4-1 or 5-1, it's pretty much the same result. Doesn't matter one way or the other. Uh, I liked the decision. I like the. I like the idea behind it, but other than that, really not much to like in that particular game. I do have one other positive that I want to end this off with, and it is a prediction that I want to make. And I don't know how bold of a prediction this is because I think a lot of people are asking for it. I think a lot of people are not just asking but clamoring for it. 
Cole Caulfield is going to play in Game 3 in Montreal. Not only is he going to play, he's going to score. You heard it here first. Maybe not the boldest prediction, but nonetheless, that is my prediction. I think it's beyond warranted for him to get into the lineup. Uh, You look at a game where the Habs had 23 shots on goal through 60 minutes, even though they pulled the goalie early in the third period to get the extra skater. When I played competitive hockey when I was a kid, I I had the same coach for three years that did this thing where he had a rule. If you don't get 30 shots on net in every game, your next practice the pucks aren't coming out for the first half of the practice. You're, gonna, you're getting a bag skate for the first half of the next practice as a result of you not getting 30 shots on goal. I don't know that in the NHL you necessarily need to put a number on it and say this is how many shots we need, but you, you need more than 23 most of the time. Against NHL goaltenders, 23 shots just isn't going to cut it unless that goaltender lays an egg or unless your shots are super high quality. And that's where Cole Caulfield comes in. Cole Caulfield puts a lot of rubber on the net and it's high quality because of how good his shot is. So it's it's a no-brainer to put him into the lineup for Game 3 and uh, Kotkaniemi's performance proves that you want your young players out there and that they give you some energy, that they give you a little bit of punch that you didn't have before. So again, maybe not the boldest prediction, but it is my prediction. Cole Caulfield's going to draw into the lineup and he's going to score. That's it for the podcast. Uh, today's episode is running over 15 minutes. So, uh, vraiment, une grosse soirée pour les employés de soutien. Thank you for tuning in. We are available on Spotify, on Megaphone, on Apple, and on Google Play. I am on Twitter at DrakeMT. Um, I said in the last episode that my DMs were open. They weren't. I got an email from somebody telling me, hey, you, you're, you said your DMs were open. They're not actually open. They are now. I fixed that. So, if you have any comments suggestions complaints even Uh, feel free to slide into those dms and let me know what you think this is still a new project Uh, i'm gonna keep this going for the remainder of the playoffs however long they last hopefully that's a little bit longer than most people expect so again thank you and Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.